0: Hi, you're listening to Side Chats, and I'm your host Emma Miller. Here with, uh, as usual, one of my favorite friars. Well,
1: I'm just a usual regular, regular guy. Joe Schmo, regular Joe Mike. Schmo, who's just your favorite friar.
0: Joe Joe Schmo is. Mike Martin's kind of like a Joe Schmo. It is. Name. It's a very
1: common name. Yeah. There are multiples of us everywhere. I've met some Michael Martins. Other than myself.
0: Yeah, there was an Emma Miller at Duke while I was here.
1: Yeah, I guess. But is there an Emma Reina Miller?
0: Oh, there is another Emma Reina. She keeps trying to steal my Instagram handle. She, she messages d- me like every year. Hey, can I buy this from you? She does? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. She's like a musical singer or something. You should sell it. No, nah, it's my it's my thing for everything. It's my email, my Instagram, my blah, blah. It's, I use it for everything. I'd, I'd
1: say, what's it worth to you? Just to find out what you're kissing away. Oh. You know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good idea.
1: Does this have anything to do with our topic today? <laughs>
0: it really does not. I mean,
1: it's not even close.
0: <laughs> not even close. Um, no, actually, are you excited for this? Today we have a listener-prompted
1: Woo-hoo!
0: topic. Yes. All
1: right.
0: So we had a listener uh, share a suggestion with us. Andrew asks... I hear all the time that the Eucharist is at the heart of Catholicism, and I kind of get why that is, but I think it'd be great to hear a breakdown of the importance and wonder of the Eucharist. Ouch. You ready? Why ouch?
1: I mean, ouch like in a good sense of ouch.
0: Oh, like I just punched you in the arm in a really
1: come on way. Come on, All right.
0: Let's go. The Eucharist. I mean, it doesn't get more Catholic than that, right?
1: Source and summit, baby. Source and summit.
0: Source and Summit. I'm so glad that you started there.
1: Did I just, did I segue nicely you, into where you were, where you were going? Heck yes. We're like on the same, and we didn't, we didn't prep this. No. This is, this is live. This- <laughs> this is unedited. In uh, case you, if well, you haven't, if you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, <laughs> it's raw footage or it's not footage, whatever you call it. Yeah. Digital Stuff. yeah i
0: don't know if sound is called footage Sound, yeah interesting yeah. okay but yes source and summit like mm-hmm. we you know you and i are both cradle catholics so many of our students are cradle catholics we've heard that all growing up but it's kind of i mean that's pretty theological language source right. and summit can you break that down a little bit
1: sure um first of all, it comes to us uh, from church documents, in particular the uh, documents of the Second Vatican Council, um, where a renewed emphasis on the liturgy, in Mm. particular the Eucharist, helped us to highlight the celebration of the Eucharist uh, as uh, a central component Mm -hmm. of, uh, of Catholic life and Catholic theology. Not that the two should be somehow differentiated, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's big, right? So in its bigness, mm-hmm. that it is the source mm-hmm. of all our of, of, of grace. you know the, mm. the the real presence of Jesus is the source of grace. Mm-hmm. and it's the summit of grace. Like there there you, you, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: So does that almost put it at like the top of the sacraments? If it's the summit,
1: yeah, I, I, I would not
0: rank the sacrament exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not do that. How about if we steer clear of that? Only, um, I mean, but not not to be afraid to say yes. I mean, the mm. Eucharist is if we're calling it the source and summit. Let's not be afraid to call it the source and summit. Okay, you know so, ouch. Oh, there, yeah, yeah I like yeah. it. Yeah, so. Um, I think that uh appreciating its importance
0: mm-hmm.
1: beyond you know what most of us think is important, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, it's important, yeah, I get, it. yeah, I get it's important. Almost like Andrew in his question there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he, he said it like, oh, I kind of get it, you mm-hmm. know, like I kind of get that it's important, but I'm not sure that just by saying source and summit that now. Anyone who was a little on sure. the fence is it's, saying, "Oh, well, of course now, yeah, it's let's let's go to mass, <laughs> let's do it."
0: Yeah, well, I guess kind of a first a first step of this is, um, you know, we really believe that it's Jesus's body and blood. In that, right? Yeah. That I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it's kind of out there.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think the, the real presence of, uh, of Christ in, uh, under the form Mm -hmm. of bread and wine. So, you know, we're not going to see the form of flesh Mm -hmm. and the form of blood. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we believe that, you know, the, that through transubstantiation, Mm -hmm. you know, that the Lord has given us this great food and drink his, his own flesh and blood to, uh, to sustain us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes when you start, you know, digging into the Eucharist <laughs> and, and having conversations where we're talking about flesh and blood, you know, people start, you know, changing the station. Like, yeah. Okay. That's just too weird, uh, too weird, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and and weird is probably not the right word, but it, it's it helps us to remember that his flesh and blood was offered, yeah, you know, was shed, was broken.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm.
1: you can't sanitize that. Yeah, his offering on the cross is, you know, the, the Eucharist is intimately connected mm-hmm. with that. And so, the minute you want to shy away from words like flesh and blood. Mm. I think it tells us a lot more about ourselves and what we're looking for, which you know has some you know some sort of hallmark esque Mm. you know uh, version of our faith that well we don't use words that are going to you know evoke visions of Mm. blood and gore Mm -hmm. you know and you know I'm not trying to promote that (laughs) I'm just saying that you know. You can't turn this into something um, less than what it is, because the Mm. minute that we do that, we have reduced the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. And we have then therefore minimized what the Eucharist truly is.
0: Yeah. You know, it's really interesting hearing you talk about it. A lot of times I think about the Eucharist, like that part of the Mass, it takes me back to the Last Supper, but it doesn't necessarily take me back to straight up the crucifixion. Right. But that's, I mean, that's what it is. He broke his body for us. Correct. And gosh, then what is that saying? If, you know, if someone comes up and it's like, yo, I'm going to take this one for you. I'm going to go die for you. And here's, here's this thing I'm going to give you body. to remember me. Yeah. yeah. And you say, Ooh, cool thanks but no thanks like and he's gonna go die anyway for you right
1: and you know it's deeper roots in the in the hebrew tradition Mm. you know the the passover you know Mm -hmm, the the mm -hmm. lamb that was slain Mm -hmm. you know and it takes us all the way back to the exodus accounts Mm -hmm. you know and and understanding that the 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 jewish people were saved the israelite nation was saved by the, the offering of the Lamb's mm-hmm. blood that the angel of death passed over mm-hmm. uh, as part of their freedom from slavery and mm-hmm. their welcome into the to the promised land. And mm-hmm. so all of that is uh, is tied up in the um, sacrificial yeah. uh, death of Jesus on the cross that we, you know, that that offering that's made once and for all uh, perfectly on mm-hmm. the cross and shared with us in the Eucharist.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, I, um, I have a few friends who are Catholic converts and more than a few actually. Um, and something that they really interestingly talk about is like, you just as a cradle Catholic, sometimes it's really hard. You don't, you don't understand what is like could be missing. You know, mm-hmm. like we take it for granted, but for someone who's like coming in or we, it's easy to take it for granted. Right. I'm not saying you take it for granted. No, or, I know what you're saying. But it is easy to and someone who's like coming into the church man like some a lot of times they feel that something is missing until they have the Eucharist right. and you know, we've grown up with it. <laughs> sure.
1: Oh yeah, and it's um I was talking to somebody um Gosh, I forget who it was. Just recently, and, um, oh, I know where it was. We were, <laughs> we were uh, getting ready to go into one of the uh, football games, mm. and, and uh, w- we were on the road. I was on the road with the team, and they had um, uh, bomb-smelling dogs mm. sniffing our, uh, all of our luggage before we went into the stadium. And we were just talking about, um, they said that uh, dogs that their sense of smell is um, like 8 times more sensitive mm-hmm. than human sense of smell but and and they likened it to s- smelling and color like that mm. our our eyesight is <laughs> you know dogs see in black and white yeah. and gray and they don't they don't see color and, and you know I'm almost embarrassed to admit <laughs> I didn't know that until some, someone said that but that um you know when when one of your senses has been denied
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so imagine not seeing in color yeah and hearing people talk about color and imagining mm-hmm. what color must be mm-hmm. and then all of the sudden having color yeah splash into your life yeah i think that's mm. you know and so for us we you know that have since birth been awash in the color of the mm-hmm. Eucharist, we, mm-hmm. we take it for granted. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that's where, uh, our brothers and sisters who, uh, come into the church mm. can, uh, can teach us, you know, a, a renewed mm-hmm. sense of love for the, the awesomeness yeah. of the gift of the Eucharist.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we also we talk we talk about the Eucharist as the bread of life, right?
1: I can't believe I just used imagery of of a bomb dog. sniffing dogs. Bomb sniffing dogs.
0: <laughs> I was already thinking as you were saying it, oh boy, Where this'll is... make a great title somehow. <laughs> <laughs> bomb sniffing dogs, dogs and the Eucharist. And the Eucharist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that was a really good metaphor. Thank like you. It, it like makes me think of the Wizard of Oz, you know, she start her right, life's right, in right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. grayscale and yeah. then um, but I like to, you, you mentioned it a little bit when you talked about the summit of grace. You know, I've, I've heard people talk about how you can talk until you're blue around the theology of the Eucharist, but it's really, I mean, the grace present in the sacrament, when you receive it, that really aids your faith. Mm -hmm. And your belief and your, that that is a transformative moment. It can be. Um, So, yeah, I guess, do you feel like that's... Well, I, I,
1: you know, one thing that um, I think is always good to remember Mm -hmm. is that there are no sacraments in heaven.
0: Oh. Right? Yeah, I... Never, ever right. thought of that. No,
1: no sacraments in heaven. And why? Because we're fully united to mm. the totality of the presence of God for all eternity, mm-hmm. should we be graced enough to get there. Mm-hmm. So when when you think about that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you think about the fact that the sacraments were instituted mm. to allow us a foretaste of the heavenly banquet, mm. then you begin to to realize that every time we go and celebrate the mass, it's a foretaste of what is to come. Now, that's hard to imagine when you got screaming babies, yeah. and a lector who's mumbling and a priest who, you know, looks like he could care less mm-hmm. and and you're thinking of seventeen thousand things. But mm-hmm. when you when, when you start to appreciate that this is Christ's way of allowing us to have his real presence mm-hmm. limited as we are by sin, limited as we are by our own brokenness, to fully appreciate that doesn't mean that his full presence isn't truly there mm-hmm. in the Eucharist, right? So, um, it it it's just appreciating that when we're in heaven, all of the blinders and all of the filters of our brokenness will be wiped away, mm. and we will have the fullest sensory experience, the totality of what it means to be in God's presence. If you want that on earth, receive the Eucharist. Mm. And let, let God continue to share with us his real presence, broken and shared with us. Allow him to give you that as frequently as you want. Go daily. And, and yeah. then watch mm-hmm. your body and blood be consumed with and by his body and blood, and, and mm. watch the transformation take place.
0: So does it take some patience?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> don't you think? But yeah. it al- but it also takes, you know, a bigger picture. You know, if you're just if you're just playing for the, you know, for the here and now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think I think you're you're gonna you're gonna be what's the word frustrated? Yeah, you know.
0: So why is it important? You know, I I guess I'm thinking in my head. Okay, it's not or like grace like stacks up, and you're like trying to get to a full cup. So x number of times going to mass. Why is it important that we go every Sunday?
1: Right. We're. To I mean, we're not. The we're not talking about a. You know, a, a eucharistic bank. <laughs> I think I was taught that in elementary school. No way. I think I was. I'm, it, not, I'm not sure that there, that there's a bank inside of our heart <laughs> that, that the host goes down into, and when you fill it up, then you then you die, and that's but, when you go to go to oh heaven. My gosh, I think I, I think I was taught that.
0: You remember who your CCD teacher was? Oh,
1: I think it was Sister Margaret Mary, but. Um, it was in second grade. Um. I think. I, I don't want to. She was a wonderful person and probably yeah. more theologically adept than I am. So I don't want to throw that on she, her.
0: She's dumbing it down for you as a second probably, grader. Probably.
1: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but why go weekly? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What does it say when we choose not to?
1: Yeah. It says that we have not matured beyond the world of obligation. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, uh, th- there's a, um, social psychologist, you know, back from the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. um, Lawrence Kohlberg. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of work on moral maturity. And he, um, he said, you, you progress through six stages mm. of, of moral decision-making and, um, You know, obligation is kind of low, Um, and he said, you know, most people don't don't make it past you know stage three. You know, yeah. Anyway, uh, we could uh, have another podcast on the merits of (laughs) our favorite social psychologist. (laughs) and he's been debunked, I think, since. But um, my point being is that um, on the on the scale Mm -hmm. of virtuous. living obligation is is it's not not a high bar Hmm. and when you've you've not realized that the reason for the obligation Mm -hmm. is a safety net until we come to more fully and maturely appreciate what it is that we would be turning down mm-hmm. by not coming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that's what, you know, that's what we're missing mm-hmm. because all we see it as obligation. And and even seeing it as obligation, we say, well, I don't, I don't really need it. You know, I, I've got other things to do. And other well, obligations. I've right, <laughs> got my soccer program. Um, you know, but I, I think that's where we need to, not look at the obligation as some externally enforced mm. uh, removal of my freedom, mm-hmm. but rather a recognition that without it, I will take the easier path and not go and owe what I will miss. Mm. And that's, you know, that's the sadness of... um you know, when Jesus invites you know the the rich young man, and mm. he's got other obligations, mm-hmm. and he walks away sad. you know, and so um, there's there's sadness in that, and we, and we can't, even with obligation, we can't save us from ourselves. Mm-hmm. you know we, we can find ways to keep, you know hurling ourselves farther and farther away. Mm-hmm. From the the very thing that could, over time, uh, continually transform our lives, and that's the Eucharist.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, for maybe any listeners who aren't in the habit of like, you know, they go when they can. Do you think something like, like a challenge of like, go for 6 months or this year go every Sunday that you can and if you can say at the end of it that you were not transformed I mean I guess that's kind of like putting a test maybe that's like putting a test to God but you know I think if we're being honest with ourselves like I know when I made a commitment to going to daily mass twice a week by the end of it I I really like I could tell my heart was in a different place. And the way I related to Jesus was in a different place. I'm just trying to think of like, what's a, like a, a first step or a baby step for someone who's like, that sounds pretty good. Maybe not totally convinced. You know what I mean? Sure.
1: I, I don't know that, um, for mature adults, most of our listeners, um, I don't know that putting some sort of, you know, limit or no, it it becomes like conditioning, you know, like, well, just give it six months of doing it every month or doing it every, every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll become a part of your ritual and then, you know, watch how it's changed you. I mean, I, I I could probably, I guess, I guess I could work. um, (laughs) But I, I don't, I don't see too many people, you know, jumping on that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, to me, the, the, the greater challenge mm-hmm. is this. When do you want to confront the big questions of life mm-hmm. and realize that your answers to those questions have consequences? Mm-hmm. When when do you really want to stop playing what's the big PlayStation game that everybody's playing. All the guys are playing. What's it called? Fortnite? Fortnite. Stop, you know, playing Fortnite obsessively, (laughs) you know, (laughs) on Sunday morning, because that's your downtime. Yeah. And, and realize that there could be, there are big questions in this world to answer. And, and we need to think them through and Mm. we need to be able to, honestly look at ourselves and say, have I just taken the easy way mm. rather than appreciated that there's there's something greater here mm-hmm. and it's a it's always a leap of faith I mean I, you, you can't you can't remove that um, yeah. you know that uh, I, I the kind of proof that, you found in your own heart mm. is a gift of faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's a gift, it's freely given. And, and to assume that everyone's going to have that same gift, I'm not sure, you know. Mm. I, I, but I, I do think that the more you ask yourself big questions, mm-hmm. um, the more you'll find yourself looking for answers in other worldly ways. Mm. And Fortnite won't cut it. <laughs> Not that I'm. I can't believe the... you even
0: know about that. What are you saying? I'm trying to figure out how the heck you know about Fortnite. I'm, I'm wondering, like, do, do people confess it to you a lot? Like, oh, I play way too much Fortnite, father. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what's Fortnite? <laughs> this is video game. And no, that's the only way I can see you knowing how to play Fortnite because you I, mostly have nieces. you I, do have a nephew. I do,
1: and it was, i I've heard, I think I've heard a little bit about it, but I was talking to my sister. Who's uh, is the mother of my nephew? Okay, okay. And she was mentioning it just the other day <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Throwing my nephew Andrew under the bus, who was not, by the way, the Andrew that rode in. To
0: oh, us. yeah. And it's also not our music ministry, Andrew. That's correct. We've got a lot of Andrews in we our did. lives. We do. Yeah. So you feel like receiving the Eucharist on a regular basis also just helps, it gives you grace and helps you. Helps you think differently about these big questions?
1: Well, I, I I certainly do. And it's not not necessarily what I think about this. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is what the church, church teaches. But I was yeah. going at, at it from the opposite direction. I was saying, the more you think about big questions, mm. the more you realize that the answers aren't oh, this worldly. Right, yes. They're yes. of another world. Mm-hmm. The answers are of another world. Mm-hmm. And what what is at the heart of the Eucharist is... The otherworldly reality of the fullness of God made this worldly Mm -hmm. by bread and wine.
0: Yeah. It's what you really deeply want Want. when you want rest on Sunday, when you want to hang out with your friends, when you want. This is like the summit
1: and source
0: of all those feelings. Yep. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank I you, appreciate Queenie. it.
1: Yeah, it was great talking to you about... Uh, my
0: mind is reeling a little bit. There was it? a lot in there. I
1: know. But I hope it wasn't, you know...
0: And I still have more questions, but... Oh, know, I still... We'll have to I've, do I've, a follow-up. We haven't up. even
1: gotten to my questions. Oh, my gosh.
0: All right. We'll have to we'll have to do a Eucharist part two in a, in a while <laughs> or something, you know? Where
1: Father Mike is, asks Emma... Oh, yeah, that'll be, questions that'll be be really, really
0: good. Not heretical at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> as long as we keep it experiential-based, we'll be good. Oh, no. I, I think we're going to
1: take it to a whole other level. <laughs>
0: Some deep metaphysical questions. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. I encourage you to email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu.
1: For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by some really wonderful people, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support.
0: Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.